Hey, welcome to 5 Minutes. Hey, I want to take us through a little bit of Acts chapter 6 today. Uh, just starting here in verse 8, introducing all of us to a guy named Stephen. Um, and it says this, and it says, And Stephen, and this is uh, when it says, Full of grace and power was doing great wonders and signs among the people. I think we need to remember this is not, quote-unquote, an apostle. This is not one of the twelve. Uh, this was, quote-unquote, just a guy. Uh, when there's a problem that came up in the church, you look at it at the beginning of Acts chapter 6, they said, pick seven men that are full of the Holy Spirit and full of grace, full of mer- or wisdom. I think wisdom is the key, uh, but, or the key is Holy Spirit, but full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom to deal with that problem. So this is just a, quote unquote, just a person in the church community, which is really the same for the 12. They're just guys, uh, especially, when you, especially when you connect it to James chapter 5 and James is talking about Elijah and all the things that Elijah did in the Old Testament. He reminds us he's a man just like us with a nature just like ours. A lot of times we look at these Bible characters, we elevate them and go, okay, so they're the super Christians and we're just Christians. We're all just followers of Jesus, but we're all filled by the Holy Spirit. And so the reason it stood out is Stephen, full of grace and power, this because he's full of the Holy Spirit, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and the Alexandrians and those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. And here's the thing that stood out to me, just real quick. Notice Stephen is doing great things among the people. That God is doing great wonders and signs through Stephen. He's making a huge impact on people. The miraculous is happening, and then the dispute comes. That friends, we just have to expect opposition when God's doing a great work. But we still want to be part of that great work. We don't, get, we don't set ourselves to the side and not want to be part of it because disputes might come up. We want to be right in the midst of it. So we just have to expect opposition when it comes about. Verse 10, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit. Notice the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they, then they secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And then watch this in verse 12. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. Friends, the part that stood out to me, and it kind of connects with last week's uh, five-minute podcast or video cast, whatever you're, whatever you're watching this on, when we looked at faith, that we're supposed to move forward in faith, that everything that we do is supposed to be based upon faith. And I gave the challenge about the difference between faith and defiance. And there are times as followers of Jesus we will be led by faith to defy things that we've been told to do or not do because we need to obey God. But then there's other times where we're defying out of a knee-jerk reaction of, well, I prefer this. It's like personal preference rather than faith. But yet we look at, we look at Hebrews chapter 11. It says that without faith, it's, impo- it's impossible to please God. So here it is. Stephen's doing great things. The people who are, who are standing against him, They can't stand up against his wisdom nor the spirit who is speaking through him. And so they just make up these rumors. But what they do, they they stir up the people. But notice the people that are stirred up. The people, so everybody, and the elders, and the scribes. So people just got into this, even though there was no truth behind it. They stir them up to where where they get them arrested, and then they got to go take them before the council. But no one's even looked to see whether or not any any of this is true. Friends, I want to keep us away from the quote-unquote the mob mentality. 
Like, I don't think that we as followers of Jesus are allowed to jump into the mob mentality, be stirred up, to have our emotions stirred up so much that we're not listening to reason, we're not listening for faith, we're not moving forward in faith. It's just emotion, my preference, pushing me forward. I'm going to do what I want to do rather than I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray. God, what do you want here? Instead of, my, instead of my emotions being stirred up and causing me to make decisions and go in directions that I probably would regret if Jesus were physically standing next to me. And I think maybe we need to pull back and have that as a visual. That our goal is to bring honor and glory to him. And that if Jesus were standing next to us in any given situation where our emotions are being stirred up and we're being kind of pushed forward by our emotions... Are we really doing anything that's pleasing to him? Are we doing anything where he sits and goes, yep, those are my guys. Those are my girls. Are we just jumping in to where he sits and goes, that brings me no honor and brings me no glory. So I need to ask, and I say this as lovingly as I can, who is it that you're allowing to disciple you? See, another word for disciple is learner. Uh, we, we as followers of Jesus, we say, our, we say that we're learners of Jesus. We're apprentices of him. And then we follow him. That's to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus. But who are you being discipled by? So if it's your favorite news outlet or social media outlet, it's kind of that thing that gets you riled up against the other side. So you've got your crowd and you've all been stirred up and there's that other crowd on the other side and they've been all stirred up. And if you're jumping into that, do you realize that there, there might be followers of Jesus on the other side of whatever this thing that we're talking about, whose emotions are stirred up and think about it, the body of Christ in that moment is stirred up against one another and yet we're supposed to be unified. Friends, I think maybe we need to pull back and continue to live by faith instead of us justifying our emotional knee-jerk reactions because of personal preference or a personal perspective that hasn't, been, that hasn't been laid before Jesus where we're striving and longing to seek the perspective of Jesus. So friends, that's the challenge. And so I pray it's an encouragement or a challenge or conviction, whatever is necessary, but I just want us to continue to move forward. I want to make sure that we're doing this in honor of Jesus, not to be stirred up by a crowd and to follow the mob, no, let's just continue as a church, as the church, to move forward with Jesus, to help those who are oppressed, to help those who are poor, uh, to, give those, to give food to those who are hungry and something to drink to those who are thirsty. Let's go through that list that Jesus gives us in Matthew 25. Let's do that. But we always have to connect it to the spreading of the gospel. So if we don't include the gospel, then we're just like any other uh, social movement of we're just trying to... Uh, help physical needs, which is important, but ultimately connecting it all to the gospel because we want holistic healing. We want a person to come to Jesus and be transformed, to be changed from dead to living, to be given eternal life and to spend eternity with God. We want that. That's the ultimate. And we can give them something to eat while we're doing it. To move forward in faith, not fear. To be moved forward in faith, not by our emotions, not stirred up, but thoughtful in following Jesus. Friends, I love you more than you know. We'll see you later.